It's game time, heroes. Welcome to the Outlaws Outpost. Welcome, 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 heroes, to the Outlaws Outpost, your unofficial guide to the best Overwatch League team, brought to you by the Surly Nerd Podcast and the official Houston Outlaws supporter group in Austin, the Lone Star Vanguard. I'm your host, James, and with me this week, we have the producer of this fine show, Tony. Howdy. And we have our third chair host, Hector. Hello. And we have a special guest this week. Please introduce yourself to the audience and tell us why you're here. Uh, my name is Joe Sandoval, otherwise known as Nubutron Prime, and... Uh, I'm one of the co-founders of the Lancer Vanguard. All right. So you are obviously an expert in all things outlaws, and that's why we brought you onto the show for a really excellent episode, I think, this week. But if you're new to our show, what the heck is the Outlaws Outpost? Well, it just so happens that our favorite Overwatch League team is the Houston Outlaws, and we have way too much to say about them. So here we are, ready to chat and debate all things outlaws. This week on the show, we're talking about the final week of Stage 3 and what to expect out of Stage 4. Let's recap what happened last week on the show. So at this point, all of us are feeling pretty good. We take the mayhem down easily, and we have a hell of a game against the Dallas Fuel. After the dust clears on week three, we head into week four with not one, but two Los Angeles games. We take the Valiant down, and we hold our heads up high going into our match with the Gladiators, which goes to freaking map five. Yeah, like the Valiant, you think that the Valiant would be the one that would put up the bigger fight, right? right. Yeah, they're like, the ones who take out like big name teams, Seoul, Boston. Yeah. yeah, no, Valiant is the one you're like, okay, Valiant's the good one yeah. out of LA. And then... And we win, we win that one pretty pretty good. That, yeah. was, that was a pretty, pretty I was clean surprised. Game. Yeah. I thought we were going to get stomped by the Yeah, we, like, yeah. we didn't go to map five for that one. Yeah, we, but, we and then, and then the next, we're going against the Gladiators, and it's like, ah, oh, this is, this is going to be pretty easy. It'll, it's not going to be a 4-0, but, you know, like, it, it's not going to be, it's not going to go to get match five, right? Mm-hmm. And then it does. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, I mean, everybody was getting hyped up as fat fi- the Fact Fiction came out to open for the Outlaws. Uh, and then, you know, going up against San Francisco, we were feeling pretty good that we would be able to take them down going into this round. This See, I was, I was a little bit worried about San Francisco. I was expecting it to probably go to Game 5. Right. Just because of so, yeah, here where, we are. how San Francisco's been playing. Right. So, we we're going into Week 5. San Francisco's who we're going up against. And I don't know, like, I, I felt very positive going into it, right? Mm. I was like, you know, it's San Francisco. They're good, but, like, come on, guys. Yeah. Like, the yeah. shock. <laughs> it's, it no, was, I, I, was, I, I thought game five. They, they've been got, they, during stage three, San Francisco got a lot better very quickly. And I, that's the reason I was like, fuck, they're going go to they're gonna go to map five in this one. Yeah, it was just one of those things where they just had to, when they first started, they weren't really adjusted. I mean, the, the team was kind of just put together, right? So mm-hmm. um, they didn't really have an idea of what they wanted to do. And then Sinatra came in, uh, and Pedante had been playing really well in his tracer. So then who do you start? Who do you play? Mm-hmm. And they were playing, kind of going through the motions, finding out what the best compositions were with their players. Mm-hmm. Um, so essentially, yeah, same thing. I thought that it was definitely going to be a winnable game. I think it was going to be tough, but... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, a little disappointing with that one. But okay, well, I let's, mean, let's break down some of the moment to moment because I feel it's important for us to kind of go over this. So everybody gets hyped as Fact Fiction comes out to open for the Outlaws. You know, we were all pretty confident that we could take them down. Map one is Volskaya, which is a personal favorite for uh, all of us here in Austin. Mm-hmm. 
Houston takes point A like it's nothing. Almost seven minutes on the clock going into point B. We see Jake struggle a little bit on this tracer, nailing the pulse bombs. His tracer's gotten so much better, though. Yeah. Yeah. But they take point B with almost six minutes on the clock, and it just feels good. But then San Francisco keeps the dream alive on point A when they take offense. They take point A and have 6.30 on the clock going into point B, and I'm thinking to myself, what the hell is going on at this point? Yeah, no, apparently Volskaya is the map that everybody practiced on to figure out how to take point A ridiculously fast. That first point has always been, since long before Overwatch League, has always been a point that it either you're not going to take it or you're going to take it in about a minute. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Either that or you save it for the last, last push. There's, mm-hmm. there's usually no in-between. It's right. either... It's immediate or like yeah. you're, you're into overtime. Yeah. yeah. And like I, 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 my playing of Overwatch has been uh, kind of felt like that on Volskaya. I can, I can see that. I think that um, both teams did not put up a very good defense on point A. It's just so weird because their <laughs> offense was so strong on like going into Volskaya. And then you're like... Where, is, did they switch out team members when they went to defense? Like, what the fuck just yeah, happened? Yeah, no, like, on attack, stupid fast. Yeah. But defense is like, did, did you get all of a sudden have potatoes for thumbs? Because yeah. you no longer know how to do things. Yeah, which is surprising because the Outlaws are known for their defensive play style. They're known as a yeah. very defensive Yeah, we will team. break they your jump. We will well. break your dive. Right, mm-hmm. and it's just... Uh, yeah, it was, it, was, it was a little scary, but I think uh, with the upcoming meta... Mm-hmm. And uh, stage four with Brigitte coming in, and uh, the meta, you know, essentially kind of slow, softly killing dive comp. Mm-hmm. Um, it should play to the outlaws' favor, mm-hmm. uh, but well, we will talk about that here we'll in talk a, little about bit. a little bit. But yeah. all right, so we've, we're still on Volskaya. Linkser and Jake both start to kick it up a notch. They're getting picks. They're pushing San Francisco back, but San Francisco pushes back even harder. Gets four thirty on the clock, banked to force a map reset. And to me, this is what professional Overwatch looks like. Mm-hmm. Both teams have got, you know, four to six minutes on the clock. The map is reset. Everything basically starts at ground zero at this point. Yep. And this is where Houston really starts to shine. They lock down point A as San Francisco tries to push. You go this whole map and go, like watching Houston on defense and go, where was this Houston team just minutes ago? Do they need to warm up? Like Linkser's Widow dominates here and San Francisco cannot hang with them. They managed to take point A, but there's nothing on the clock going into overtime as San Francisco tries to take point B. We have, you know, all the outlaws sitting there basically just waiting for them at the door of point B saying, like, come and try and take it. It's absolutely ridiculous. And then they don't get point. San Francisco doesn't get point B. The outlaws are then up. Outlaws just take point A, no problem. Again, here we are. No it's, problem. It's every, everybody just, everybody just, just has no idea how to take like, and stop anybody on point A. It's just yeah. like, okay, just walk in, have it, and we'll just defend the one that's got all these little nooks and right. crannies. And it almost looked like a draw at this point because they're fighting it out on point B. It took Houston blowing five alts simultaneously to take point B. I To one tick. Yeah. That's, that's all they needed was one, one tick. tick. And, and it took that much to five get ults. one fucking I think, pick. I think Rockus had his alt banked. Like, they had six alts. They needed five. Oh, yeah. And, and then you, you blow the five of them to stop it and or to do it. And then, like, the last one in case they decide to. Right. Because he's he play Zen. Zen's in there to go, and no, you don't. Yeah. So. <laughs> but it was, I was sweating bullets on Volsky. I was like, yeah. I did not expect a fight against San Francisco to go down to that one you know, you know why I think San Francisco fought that hard? Because they knew Ash versus the Evil Dead was being canceled, and they'd have to get new jerseys. <laughs> They're like, we, do, we have to get new jerseys, guys. Let's just play to win at this point. Okay, so map two is Numbani. 
The outlaws cut through point A and B of, of New Bonnie without much issue. But San Francisco holds them back on point C. San Francisco comes back and blows through us. Uh, Architects Genji is completely on point. They seem to counter the outlaws at every turn. Houston even tries to use like delay tactics using May, but Architect just drops their support and San Francisco takes map, map two like it's nothing. Yeah, no, that was that was. I don't think the fastest we've seen New Body taken in Overwatch League, but, but pretty close. But pretty close. Yeah. <laughs> and like just watching Architect as Genji. Like get double, triple kills, back mm-hmm. to back to back. I mean, it's a thing of beauty to watch it and appreciate Overwatch, mm-hmm. but it's another thing when like you're watching your home team just get oh, get yeah. like you're like that's some impressive play. Please be nice to Jake. Stop <laughs> it. Yeah. Please, please stop with all the killing. Yeah. Right. And <laughs> we, I mean, we get it. You're good. We it's, get it. it's been a tough ride for Jake over the over the mm-hmm. you know, third set. I mean, they have been targeting him a lot. They mm-hmm. know. They recognize well, that started back in two. That yeah. started with stage two. Once yeah. they realized that Jake is the one that was doing most of the damage output, you stop the person that's going to do the most damage. Yep. And you just shut him down. As long as, as soon as you realize, like, okay, this map's going to have Widow on it, so obviously Linkster's going to play Widow, you shut down any other character that's DPS. Yeah. That's immediately what you do. And that's <laughs> so counterintuitive to the way that you normally play Overwatch, though. The Outlaws have shifted that meta because when you normally play Overwatch, your first priority is always the supports, right? You want to take down the Mercy, you want to take down the Zen, you want to take down the Healers. But in Stage 2, we saw this shift where the other teams were going, yeah, we need to take down those supports, but we really need to get Jake the hell out of the way immediately. Yeah. Right. No, no, and that, that's... This is something is uh, because you personally don't play have never really played a lot of Junkrat, right? Yeah. Does anybody else here play a lot of Junkrat? Hector. Hector plays plays a decent amount of Junkrat. I like Junkrat. Junkrat's entire job is to go fuck you have a lot of damage everywhere. Mm-hmm. And the great thing during stage 1 was Junkrat was buffed and cuz nobody was fucking using him. Mm-hmm. And it allowed to go fuck you here's a fuckload of damage everywhere and so he was constantly getting his ultimates constantly being on top of like everybody mm-hmm. to where you just you had to learn that like okay Jake's going to do that so shut him the fuck down because he knows how to do this character so well. But on the opposite side of that, we're seeing a lot in this stage three that we're talking about. Yeah. We're seeing a lot of people going, we know that Junkrat alt's coming. Yep. We mm. all need to shut the Junkrat alt down immediately. Yeah, like, no, that's, so and that's times. why you're going directly after Jake. Jake's did a lot more tracer plays during these games. And it's gotten a lot better yeah. during yeah. stage three. That's when he's really started playing tracer. tracer. His tracer plays got a lot better, and he's yeah. doing a lot more practice on it. But I mean, way better than any of our tracers, honestly. I mean, Shit. come on. I can't. I can't <laughs> yeah. play tracer. I get. I get motion sickness. I'm always impressed by people who can play tracer. I have tried, yeah. and I'm okay with her. Mm-hmm. But she's a very. It's something that I've always wanted to kind of bring up is that tracer is such a technical character. Yes. Right. Very very technical character. She's mm-hmm. really simple though, and she's right. technically really simple, but, but she's also technical. She's <laughs> one of those characters that. Um, you can play mechanically, you know, mm. it's not, not that much different than everyone else. But what separates, um, you know, your your tiers of players between gold, silver, plat, diamond, GM, you know, it's your cooldown management uh, in the sense that um, it, it, you, know, you know that split second moment when, okay, now I need to get out of here. When do I pounce? Because the thing is a lot of players try to overcommit or try to... Um, do too much themselves. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. like, I can, I can, I can one clip the Zen that's by himself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I'm going to use all three blinks in there, uh, and then, yeah. but then you have no escape, right? Mm-hmm. If you miss a shot or your tracking is not as well as mm-hmm. you anticipated it was going to be, or the Zen somehow su- surprises you or something, 
uh, now your cooldowns aren't there. Uh, you find yourself just kind of isolated, uh, and you're stuck, right? Mm-hmm. So it's it's. I've always yeah, it's more than ult management for right. Tracer. Tracer is power management. Yeah, yeah. Most other All characters, cooldowns. it doesn't really. You don't really care what the, what your timer really is too terribly much. Right. But I've always wondered: is it a Several negative thing Every to have seconds. such a technical <laughs> character be the star? The box art for your right. game, right? Right. You would think that they'd put uh, the easiest character to play on the cover. It's on the soldier, cover, the most welcoming. Yeah, yeah so- but, but soldier is the easiest. But soldier as a vision for Overwatch would make the game look like something it's not. It'd exactly. make it look like Call gener- of Duty, a generic shooter. Right. 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 Yeah. It'd be I think that tracer is. It shows you. It's it's once you if you if you you just got Overwatch you bought a new copy for the first time and right. you're like oh I'll play the box art character right um, and you you hop on Tracer and you go oh this character is actually a lot harder this game's more difficult than what I thought it was yeah let me change around and find these other characters or spend more time on this yeah I think I think and it encourages about, that development yeah I think the thing about Tracer is that Tracer is an infinitely interesting character I would play a single player action RPG starring Tracer like like with, with the big <laughs> Basic like move set. She she's a cool character. She's interesting to look at. Mm-hmm. And while in game she might be pretty difficult to master, right? Uh, she's she's a good mascot for Overwatch. Like okay, yeah, no, I she's. See that. I think she really is. I think she's she's a fun, unique, interesting character mm-hmm. um, that is also just you know cute as a button. Also, yeah. where the fuck? Where are these cute buttons? At? I've never seen a button that's cute. <laughs> there, honestly, yeah. mm-hmm. I've seen things that are cute as a button. I okay, saw a button so once that was shaped like a pig. That was pretty cute. That's a pretty cute one. Yeah. I, actually, I have seen really cute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that the issue is uh, you know a lot of everyone brings up the whole you know the outlaws don't have uh, the trace sorcery in the outlaws right. That's the issue. That's the issue. Mm-hmm. But the thing is. Um, Jake is mechanically good enough to play Tracer, and he mm-hmm. is a smart enough player to do so. But I think that all that extra pressure that, that, they, that they were putting on him and the rest of the outlaws of your Tracer's not good enough was forcing them to try a little too hard. Mm-hmm. To the, they were outplaying they're, themselves. They're feeling stressed. Right. And, I mean, when, once, something, once you start to outplay yourself, that is when the, the, the small things you right. know, start happening. Like yeah. It right. just occurred to me, one of the things that's really similar between going from Junkrat to Tracer, it's very similar. It's a different animal. It, yeah. it, not necessarily, but it's the getting the fuck out whenever you need to. And that's the point of the concussion minds. That's the, fuck you, I'm out of here. Like, I don't want to deal with you anymore. I'm just going to jump the hell away and, and for, for Junkrat. And that's where Tracer has that getaway. And I think that's how he's gotten better at it, is realizing, like, oh, this is much more closer to the character that I used to play. Mm-hmm. It, and I think that there is a, a psychological element to it, like you're saying. You know, I've got a, a friends that play in, in Evo and play Street Fighter mm-hmm. competitively. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they always say it's as much of a psychological game as it is yeah. just knowing how to play a certain character. Yep. You know, it's basically a game of poker in a way. Yeah. And yeah. it's like that a lot in Overwatch. You know, when you go up against six other players in Overwatch, you see their characters first. You have to sit there and parse in your head, how do I take down each of these characters individually? Mm-hmm. How do I approach this situation while having, you know, minimal impact to my team, but maximum impact against theirs? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a lot of factors that you're trying to take into consideration. In a split in a, second. It, yeah, in a split second when these things are happening. And like you were saying, maybe in Stage 3, it, it, a lot of that stuff did happen. Stage 3 did not seem like... It seems like our also our, our ultimate our alt economy was just not there. Like we, we were on point pretty fucking well mm-hmm. during stage two, amazing during stage one. Right. And stage three, it just seems like we just we use our ultimates 
really at the wrong times quite a few times. Right. I think that a lot of that comes from uh, the other team being able to control your ult, ult economy. Yeah. If they're not taking the damage, if they're not feeding damage into you at the wrong points, your ults aren't going to come up when you want them. They're not going to come up, but also using them at the, just, I mean, basically using them at the wrong time. Mm -hmm. Like, there's been a couple of places, I can't remember if it was Houston match, just, well, I remember watching during stage three, I just watched some players and be like, if you had waited five seconds to use yeah. that ultimate, <laughs> right? Like specifically, it was one match. I think it was a Houston match on um, the Egypt match that I can never remember the name Anubis? of. Anubis. Yeah, Anubis. On Anubis, it was during point B. There was like, if you'd waited five seconds, you would have stopped point B from being taken. Mm -hmm. But you went, fi you went five seconds too early, so yeah. it ended too early, so you weren't able to do that. Right? Fuck! You literally just <laughs> lost the game because of that five-second window that you didn't use. So let's go back into the San Francisco match real quick. So we go to map three, which is Nepal, and on point one, the back and forth between the two teams continues. Jake is trying his hardest on Junkrat, but his uh, his ultimates keep getting popped off. Dante is just landing all of his rip tires. Both sides are making progress on the point. San Francisco makes it to 99%. Houston takes it back to 99%. San Francisco rushes in to take the point, but Cool Matt's ultimate pushes San Francisco off just for the brief second it takes for Houston to take that point. Classic All it Houston. needs is that countdown timer to just go away. Yeah. <laughs> but then San Francisco comes back and dominates us on point two, going to 99% before we even get a tick. And as we think we can get an advantage, Architect comes and just wipes us out with his Genji. They take point, the, the point, and then, then we go into point three of the map. Houston takes early cap of that point, shutting San Francisco down. Dante swaps to Tracer, and they take the point after we have 87% on it. They manage to cap for 59%, but then Coolmat, with Rockus backing him, manages to take the point again, going into overtime, and then Houston has the momentum to just kind of take the map from there. This the whole map, if it sounds confusing as I say it... Was it, it, yeah. was it, was, it was a clusterfuck. It was a clusterfuck. It was. Every single step was, of this. Honestly, like, out of, there's some matches where you watch and you go, like, that's amazing Overwatch. That's league play. This is mm -hmm. the, it's supposed to be the best of the best. Right. And then you see that one, that one map, and you go... Do are all of you actually em, like employed doing this, or are you just fans that showed up here because you're really yeah. bad at this? Yeah, well, when two teams brawl like that, when they start throwing their shit out the window and just go and just have to fight with their guts, and it looks like they're literally just like picking up their chairs and throwing them into the arena. Yeah, yeah we, just, so it, it was weird. It, right. was, it was it was weird watching that crappy level of play from both teams that had just previously shown us how amazing they could be. And sometimes <laughs> it's the it's the picks that you get. Sometimes it's the map that you're on. I mean, to an example, the next map that comes up is Route 66. And everybody's Ugh, like... The bane of Houston's existence. Like, may, maybe we <laughs> have Route 66. Map. Like, we actually take point one in Route 66 with barely any issue and then manage to take two. Sure, San Francisco denies us point three. I think I but, think this is the match. That actually, we got the furthest that we'd ever had during Route 66. Yeah, it was surprising. We're like, okay, well, I guess we're just walking just through Route 66. Literally, <laughs> they've never seen the inside of that room. <laughs> they've never been that far. That point three has just been denied to them. But then San Francisco comes up, and then they just walk all over us, forcing us into Map Five. Mm -hmm. And you're like, what just happened here? Yeah, it's it's weird that like I get that like Houston doesn't have very good uh, attack on mm -hmm. Route 66. 
But you think we'd at least know how to fucking defend in general. No, I just, and we just did not know how to do that in Route 66. I hate Route 66, that map. Like, I get that Farrah can't bounce off of stuff and stay in the air the entire time, but maybe Farrah's good on A. I'm just saying. Farrah's good on A. Yeah, but no, they're not using her. Nobody's using her. Why the fuck are they using her uh, on because, A? Because there's nowhere for her to hide. If, if Farrah's up in the sky and she can't duck behind in anything, all she has is air to hide behind, then you're going to get a McCree or a Widow or even just a soldier. Well, the, the beginning before the first up. turn she can just go around the fucking little corner just just fucking corner well, it up and down around the corner she's fucking fine and nobody's fucking doing that nobody shit nobody defends that, well, that far the thing is right it's now. just with with so many i mean so many good widow players yeah. coming out of out of the uh, out of the woodworks all of a sudden right you, mm-hmm. you know we we thought you know links was arguably one of the best widows in the league mm-hmm. and then you know you get sire player that starts showing up sure four starts popping off on his uh, Whenever it's kind of one of those, it's one of those things, and with the damage yeah, stage boost, one, mercy, I thought, I thought I mean, Linkster was the best uh, was in the top five for at sure. least, definitely, mm-hmm. maybe even top three for best widows in the Overwatch League. And now all the everybody that's fucking uh, that plays Widow as a main is just holy right. shit. Yeah. I, I, like I, I mean, opposed to my Widow play, which is like hurt, hurt, hurt. Yeah, I no, shot something. Yeah, there's. I haven't seen a Widow yet that isn't better than my Widow will ever be in <laughs> OWL, even Shanghai. My my yeah. only fun Widow story that I ever had was I was just doing that like the before the match game thing where you just like choose a character uh, and you just play whatever. And I was right, like, I'll play Widow. Yeah. yeah, doing this the scrims part. Yeah. And I was like, I'll play Widow. And I go out there and I see like. I, I, I see Hanzo and I go I'm gonna snipe you and I go to snipe him and he reflects it directly back in my head and go I'm not playing Widow anymore that's <laughs> literally it that's the only time I've played Widow just fucking done with her <laughs> okay so the tiebreaker map is Oasis and right now my heart can't even handle it yeah. right San Francisco easily takes us down on point one Architects Farah is just wiping us out Point two is just a repeat of the same thing. Architects on Sombra this round. We can't seem to keep up with their Sombra. And what? And we get the point in overtime, but it's, it doesn't even matter because San Francisco is just ready to shut us down. They take the game on map five. Like Okay, so stage three had the Sombra buff, right? Yes. Yes. I did not see near as much Sombra until the la- like the very end of stage three. She's really like, situational. I mean, I mean she's like situational, but she's really her. useful. Yeah, that's true. That's exactly. A it. lot of teams don't know how yeah. to fight against her. It's like yeah. stage one with Junkrat. If 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 any team had shown up with Sombra on like every map, mm-hmm. stage three would have been completely different layout yeah. for who is going into the finals. It just took one team to go. Fuck it. We're gonna use a character that's buffed to hell and back right now and hack everybody's everything. Mm-hmm. And I think Stage 3 would have played a lot lot differently maybe if Jake had gone over to Sombra instead of Tracer on all of these maps. So interesting. you'll actually, if you if you go back and see some of the, the matches where, that Dallas had in Route 66, most of the teams that they were playing were running Sombra on point A. Mm-hmm. Like Sombra has been the, the, the bane of their existence um, ever since the patch came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because um, she got way right. buffed. <laughs> and so, you know, I, I, Jake ran out of uh, Sombra a few times. Um, Rockus ran out a couple of times on Route 66 as well. But that was just, that was the weird one. We're seeing Rock as as, uh, as Sombra's yeah. like, okay, that's I guess we're doing that now. It's just, <laughs> it's just one of those things where I think that um, they couldn't, they personally could not figure it out, and they didn't adjust quick enough to the to to the buffs mm-hmm. that uh, it just you know they decided to just instead of trying to learn it, they just abandoned it all together. Uh, and in in the end, you know, it, that's what hurt them the most. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So hopefully, you know with. With this new stage, they implement it more often. But um, I mean, with the 
with the Brigitte or the Lindholm meta coming up, mm-hmm. that's going to be, you know, I'm not sure if that's going to be enough. So, Okay. So then that takes us into the end of week five, which is our battle against this, uh, or end of stage three, which is our battle against the Soul Dynasty. Now, going into this fight, I actually had really high hopes for us. I know mm-hmm. that it's Soul, and Soul's a really good team, mm-hmm. but they had been kind of underperforming a little bit. They've lost some yeah. major fights, and I'm like, you know, the Outlaws could maybe yeah. step it up a notch, and this will be this will be good. Yeah, they went from definitely the best, uh, you know, early early on to now they're you know they're they're easily around top three, top five, but they're. Right. It, very arguably whether or not they're the best. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, the problem with that is, and you've, you most noticeably what happened is you noticed that uh, Ryu J. Hong was playing Winston. Mm-hmm. So you think what's going on here? And, uh, you know, there was just a lot of talk that there had been some disconnect with, uh, with their main tank. So um, who was at one point, you know, one of the best, um, one of the best Winstons in, um, oh my God, I'm going blank. Can you help me out. Overwatch um, League? Not Overwatch League. Korea? Uh, yes. Um, so. No. Um, the league, God bless America. Chat, help me out here. Um, but uh, yeah, no, no. So it's just you know once that was, I mean they just played an incredibly aggressive dive. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you if you see any of the focus episodes, if you see uh, some of the like the some of like the behind the scenes with the outlaws, like they talked about that they were not ready and prepared for the the aggressiveness that that Ryuji Hong just applied to them. That, I mean, that's R- true. Rockus was just getting dove immediately. I mean they mm-hmm. I mean, they couldn't even react fast enough. Mm-hmm. Um, so. so, I mean, like, we open up our, our match against Seoul with Anubis, and Houston holds it, holds it down versus Seoul on point A pretty well. Of course, you know, Seoul manages to finally push through, but then the tide completely changes on point B, and Seoul just runs all over us. Jake tries to use May to keep the dynasty back, but they take point B. Then we go on the offense, we struggle on point A, barely getting it with 30 seconds on the clock, and even with the added minutes you get from taking the point, we're denied on point B. And at this point, nothing's looking good. Like, Soul just completely ran a train on us. Yep. I mean, uh, we knew it was going to kind of happen. Like, they're, they're a really good team. Yeah. I like, mean, we, just, but, yeah. but point B, come on, guy. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so, map two is Numbani. Soul takes point A, no problem. Flutta is popping everybody. Shutting Linkser down, shutting Rockus down, taking point B. We fight hard on point C, but they ultimately take it. But then we go on offense, and we take point A after some resets. And then it looks like B is ours. Like, we're moving in there. Things are looking good. Linkser's Genji ults to make room. But then Flutta's Genji ults, and then just wrecks us. Kills three people, almost no problem. Now, this was one of the best scenes when Jake snuck around the back and nearly takes point B by himself on the tracer by <laughs> yeah. grabbing the cart and, like, trying yeah. to, like, pull just it inching button. it forward. Inching it, but with willpower alone, it <laughs> yeah. seemed. Right, but then he gets pounced on, and there's just a giant back-and-forth melee. The clock's on overtime. They just managed to push us off the point, uh, taking point B, and we go into overtime, you know, into overtime between the four maps, mm-hmm. down two maps. Like, yeah, they're just tossing us around. Yeah. And I, I honestly, like I, was, I said, when I started this section, I didn't expect that. Like, yeah, I expected a good fight against Seoul. Yeah, maybe I expected that we would maybe lose. I didn't expect for it to go as rough as it did. Yeah. We were just being bullied yeah. at mm-hmm. some point. We were, um, I was actually at that game. And, um, I mean, you, you know, when the Alice first came on, they had, you know, they had their, uh, they were smiling like they knew they they had that chip on their so, uh, on their shoulder and uh, as soon as the you know they swap sides on Numbani, 
Um, I mean, when we were sitting in the front, so you could see like kind of like their the cameras right on them, and you see exactly how they're how they're how they're how they're looking all throughout the match, and uh, they were silent, man. Like in, in on the first map, you know, everyone was was talking between rounds, like what's going on, what's happening, trying to figure it out. Uh, the communication was still there, mm-hmm. uh, but as soon as they swapped. Um, it was just, I mean, nobody. Was, it seemed like everybody shut down. Everybody, everyone kind of, <coughs> excuse me. It seemed like they just knew, like they were just, they just appeared defeated, which kind of sucked because we were there, trying to like, Sean and I and um, Christina and two other Ala supporters were, were there next to us, and we were we were trying to be obnoxious as possible with the other like the other <laughs> fans. Like, there's a lot of uh, soul fans there, so and I mean, we we're still trying to like get up after every big play that they did, um, but man, it just you know, it was. It, they, it, I think they were mentally defeated at that point. Yeah. Right, yeah. They just they couldn't put the pieces together. And that, that's yeah. a problem that it comes to like every level of play. You know, they're, they're, right. It's Overwatch yeah. League yeah. or just you playing or any of us playing you know, on, yeah. by ourselves. Uh, it, once you kind of get in that mindset of I'm just going to keep losing, mm-hmm. you just keep losing. Right, yeah. what's the point? Yeah. You, you, start, you either overthink or completely underthink everything you're doing and you start to get down on yourself. It's like, I get yeah. that like, we're all old enough to like our reaction times are not the fastest. <laughs> right. Like, we're, not, we're not 20 years old anymore and can yeah. like, headshot everything that's coming at you. But like, well, I mean, these I kids can. can so like, mm-hmm. maybe quit feeling like, quit the defeatist attitude and just go like, you know what? You may have won this one, but I'm going to fuck you on the next one. It's hard, one. though. It's hard when you get in that mindset. It really is. It's really is. hard to kick it yeah. out. I, I understand. It really is. You, you get tilted, and you're just like, damn, like, how do I how do I come back from this? Uh, undo, uh, undo, undo. Yeah, so they come back from halftime, and they've got Ilios. Soul takes the point early, but we managed to get it for ourselves, only to have it taken back. And again, thanks to Fleta, losing point one. Soul doesn't even let us touch point two. Fleta's back must be really hurting because he carries the fuck out of that team. <laughs> That's true. Munchkin's McCree is so good during the second point that they just shut us down left and right. And all of us that were watching this together were just in shock. Map four is Junkertown, and I can't even imagine what the outlaws were thinking at this point. They've already lost three maps, right? And they're going into Junkertown. Junkertown, which is 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 known as the town that you, or the, the the map that you just don't fuck with Houston on. Yeah. And then they, then, they well, do, see, then they do. Right, but we're all watching this together, and Soul only gets two points of three in Junkertown. And I know that I was feeling pretty good. Maybe yeah. we lost the set, but maybe yeah. at least we have Junkertown. Mm-hmm. And we've got Rockus going Roadhog. We see a triple tank combo out of nowhere. We take points one and two. Jake pops the Soul supports with a rip tire. Like, then their Genji ults and takes out three people again. Pushes us back, mm-hmm. and if you're noticing a theme here, it's that Genji that keeps showing up. Yeah, Munchkin's tracer is eating us up. Soul's tanks are knocking us around. We're seeing their Winston just eat us up left and right. And what should have been our map falls literally a mere meters right before we can take it, and that's how we end stage three with a four zero loss. Mm. <laughs> yeah, like. I, I was hoping maybe maybe to go to map five like on a good yeah. like, but I was expecting cool. maybe three one like mm. we'll at least take Junker Town right yeah, yeah. yeah. no 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 got, not at all around. it was tough yeah, I really no, I really love the Houston Outlaws I think they're they're fun they're great they have the best fucking logo in the league mm-hmm. they're they're really fun guys but that they're just not winning anymore. Like it's, we all support, we all support Shanghai because 
they're that fucking awful. Well, they're so it's, nice. Yeah, you know, they, they're they so nice, but they, they also can't win ever. Okay, well, <laughs> but we've seen a big difference in the way that the outlaws play between the sets. Obviously, we love and support the outlaws. We mm. wouldn't be doing the show if we didn't. So we've seen a very strong showing in stage one. Mm-hmm. It got hurt a little bit in stage two. And actually, ultimately, when you look at, at stage three, it felt more like a 50-50 split. It did. Like, we actually yeah. had really good dominating matches, mm-hmm. and then we had matches where we completely got dominated. Right. Yeah, so, no, and so that makes me seem like we, we started out really strong, and then we've slowly gotten to the point of literally mediocrity. We are in the direct middle. That's what the right. fucking word we, means. We, it's just right. like we are neither good nor bad at this. Right. Mm. The thing is, there's also a lot of things to consider. You know, obviously, um, there were so many different meta shifts. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, that, um, you know, the, I mean, some of these guys have been playing together for a while now. So they're used to a certain play style, uh, which is why we were so dominating stage one. Um, so then now all these younger teams with these coaching staffs, um, they're, they have that uh, malleability, if you could, if you will, where they can... They can mold themselves since they're not too accustomed to a certain style or too accustomed to play with certain players. Mm-hmm. Um, so they can act. They can adjust quicker to certain things than perhaps the Allah since they've been playing together for a while. Right? It's the same thing with Soul. Soul started off very strong, right? They, because they were the um, you know they were the premier team in Korea when they were playing, right? Mm-hmm. But now with all and so they're used to that play style. They're used to their coaches. Yeah, so they, they each other. Here, player, they know right. they know each other in and out pretty yeah. well. Meta shifts. Then obviously they're just kind of like they're trying to figure out as well. But it's one of those things where now you're playing so often um, with and you have so much footage on everybody and on everybody else now mm-hmm. that now it's kind of like you know, it's the same thing with Jake. People are emanating his. Junkrat style because they have that film on him. Yeah. So yeah. they know where his heart's well, coming off. And it's not just that. I mean, and I don't want to sit here and say this is an excuse, but it kind of it's a valid point. Is that during those times between like stage two and three, they did have a lot of obligations that were not Overwatch. Yep. They were yes. doing the Today Show. They Correct. were doing their fan stuff. Mm-hmm. During this time, the other teams were practicing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right? The Outlaws were had other obligations that they had to take care of under their contract. Some of the other teams did did that as well. They did, did, did some event stuff. But you also saw the teams that didn't do that. Which was the majority of them. Better mm-hmm. that set. I will say, though, the, the one redeeming quality or fact out of all of this though is that they were able to keep in, in touch with their fans using T-Mobile America's most oh, reliable God. network uh, don't, don't you <laughs> do that here I'm kidding I'm kidding I'm kidding we, we don't no. support T-Mobile here I'm get my phone actually I no Sprint, I do Sprint and T-Mobile. T-Mobile are merging together so like what? I guess I kind of I will see if the government lets that happen Dude, they, okay. they've literally been trying for the last 10 years top 10 <laughs> anime betrayals man yeah. alright so this kind of brings us to where we are now where the road has, has led us We are heading into stage four this week. We've obviously had our ups and downs, but we're entering a whole new meta. This stage, Brigitte enters the arena, and we have to ask ourselves, is this a chance to really rise up during this meta? Okay, first off, I refuse to call her Brigitte. I call her Bridge because it's much easier to type Everybody that in my phone. Everybody has their own name for it's, her. It's, it's way easier for me to type some that in my phone, say, so I just call her some Bridge. Some people say Baguette. We have <laughs> yeah, more baguette. offensive terms Bag- that we use for Baguette her. and Bridge are much faster for me to type than her and her name. So like, I go Baguette's a lot of letters. There's like U's in there and shit. <laughs> uh, we call it's, her Biggie. Yeah. Biggie. Biggie's yeah. good. Biggie works. Yeah. So... Do we really think that our particular (laughs) play style fits into the Brigitte meta? Yes. Uh, We were, at the beginning, the team that would counter the dive, find interesting ways to do that. Brigitte does that all on her own. 
Which is good because everybody else that counters dive got nerfed in the fucking ground on the patch that we're right. using for stage four. Stage four's patch existed that for three days. Yeah. It's a three day patch. It's fucking stupid. It's the one that they <laughs> overly nerfed like half the characters and just left Brigitte way too fucking buffed. It was a stupid patch. It is a weird And that's patch. what we're using for all of stage four. It's fucking dumb. I do think that I, I honestly believe that this is going to play into the Outlaw's favor. Yes. Um, if any of you saw the matches yesterday, uh, I a great example of this was mm-hmm. um, when the San Francisco Shock were trying to push um, on Blizzard World. On point A, mm-hmm. um, they were trying to use Brigitte, right? They were trying to keep the the meta, if you will. But the Gladiators had a really interesting strategy where they had the Orissa, the Junkrat, um, they had a um, had the, and and their Widow, right? Which is essentially some of their their stronger heroes, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. um, they were able that particular meta on on that map was so defensive that it forces them and everyone, the opposing team, to kind of just dive them essentially yeah. to where I mean the shot couldn't even take point A um, they were just set up to this really kind of like come at me bro style yeah uh, very defensive similar to exactly how they would be set up on uh, or during stage one right mm-hmm. where they okay. would just kind of sit back play to their strengths with a junk rat and the widow play um, and obviously we know that Muma is a really good Orisa yeah um, so I mean, just that alone you know being, being able to see that and scout that he's I a really good all- all- Orisa on offense Right. Yeah, and yeah. that's a surprising thing, right? Because yeah. she's such a defensive character, you bring her in when you're playing on defense. But Muma will just roll in there with the offense on like Nepal and be mm-hmm. like, "No, I got this. Hold on." Yeah. yeah. But so I, I do think that um, this particular meta will fit them, um, and it will actually kind of uh, allow them to magnify and really focus on their stronger heroes, since essentially Junkrat it complements their playstyle. Yeah, one hundred percent. And I think. Generally, think they'll be doing a lot better this stage. All right. So, Hopefully, what changes do you so. think? <laughs> I mean, we all hope that yeah. the outlaws do much better during stage four. Yeah. Right. So, what changes do you think that we really need to make to make an impact during stage four? Well, the thing is, a lot of the things that we've been getting beat with um, the 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 Genjis, the Sombras, even the like high level tracers are all countered. Mm-hmm. They're all completely countered by Brigitte. The so. As long as uh, as long as people keep throwing those things at us, they're done. I mean, because we were just but talking about the, going, the fight against Saul, exactly. And we were like, when Saul was playing, mm-hmm. that Genji mm-hmm. just wrecked us, right? But you know what, Genji's reflect doesn't reflect a shield bash. Mm-hmm. So at this point, I mean, <laughs> it it it, uh, it just messes it, it, it messes with everything that people have been taking to us, except for a widow, and we have a great widow of our own to counter. Anyone in Overwatch. That physically doesn't make sense. Like, if you'd be able to reflect a shield bash, it would totally work because it would just bounce back and hit her in the head. It totally physically works it's, and it's, should it's, exist. It's a giant wall of light that she shoves into their face. How do you... That, like, you're reflecting an entire human body at that point. It's hard light, And man. she's hard a light. big it's girl. Hard, it's hard light, and you're hitting the... <laughs> all, all you have to do are is hit the really top of it. Are you arguing Overwatch, yes. like, physics? Yes, yes, yes because yes. if you hit the top of a shield, it's going to... Any of the edges are going to push against back towards the person. There's have you seen her though? She works yeah. out though. mechanically. There's a region that she's at the center reflects. point. So that means it means it's a it's 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 a it's teeter totter. So it's, it's that one point of that one angle where it can bounce off of and hit her back in the head. I hate Genji, but he should be allowed to reflect. Mechanically, it, what I'm there's I a reason my, Genji if I ever doesn't to reflect Reinhardt's hammer or charge. Okay, fine. <laughs> if I ever go to see Overwatch League live, I think my sign will say something like "Let Reinhardt shield bash." 
Okay, no, yes. No, no, no. Tony should have a big sign that said, reflection work on Brigitte Shield Bash changed my mind. And he'll just sit there with a cup of coffee and wait for people to come talk to him. I also don't understand how... Ryan's hammer down does not kill does not insta kill someone. Right. If you connect on with, with a hammer, that's a massive. It should be an AOE hammer. effect. Like it starts. It should be AOE at the beginning. Like if you connect on somebody's head, the very like you slam. Oh, kill. That should be insta kill. Deals a thousand damage. Everything or something like that. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah. Like, okay. I think that like, in the future, maybe Overwatch two. That's what will happen. <laughs> Overwatch theoretical stuff aside, what changes do we need to make? to really make an impact on stage four. Our offense, I'm really interested to see what we do on offense. We've never really been super divey. Like, we've we've worked parts of, like, the really hard, like, soul dive or, like, New York Excelsior dive into our comp, but we've never done it the way that they did. So now that there's no dive, I'm kind of really excited to see Enough if we the go death ball meta, the exactly. triple support meta. If we in. end up like super beefy, if we go three tanks, if we go three supports, uh, you know exactly how that works. But I think the comp change in general is really good for our playstyle. Mm. Honestly, all right. So I'm not expect like I, I mean I totally want Houston to go on to like the play like the playoff playoffs, mm-hmm. but I kind of just want them to throw out every fucking ridiculous idea that they possibly can. <laughs> What I mean is like you know, like you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna run nothing but tanks because that's what we feel like doing for this map. And the next one, nothing but DPS because why? We have no reason. We're just here to confuse the living shit out of you, and that will make you it'll tilt literally tilt everybody because they don't know what to do. I mean, it's never gonna happen. I would just like to see this happen. I want somebody. I want somebody in the league to do this. Honestly. I really want to <laughs> see a point defense using a pantheon. Uh, that's uh, Torbjorn, Symmetra, Brigitte, yes. um, another healer, Orissa, and Reinhardt. So it's all shields. You have along with the the uh, the Symmetra's ult. Uh, ammo packs and Brigitte's ult you have a tracer that has like 350 health and armor mm-hmm. and just like destroying everything because I mean what do you do to that Ooh, I do have one question for what? all of us alright since we're in stage 4 this is the last chance for us to take bets on if Symmetra will actually ever be played <laughs> um yes you then, I mean, actually, within some people choose her and play her, not just yes. in a pre-game in, I, setting. It, in it this will season, happen. probably will. not, but it will happen. No, once once the changes go in, you oh, no, 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 we're talking about this, in, this in stage, stage four. Oh, stage four. Will, yeah. will Symmetra be played in stage four? I would bet money against it. I would say, you know, if somebody like a soul got to, or yeah. not soul, like a uh, Shanghai got to mm-hmm. the very end, and there's just no hope to win, <laughs> they're just like, screw it, put Symmetra in, let's do it, guys. Let's see what happens. Yeah, yeah I I think that in, under the right circumstance. Um, a hundred percent, and I and I think that uh, some of the um, some of the more like m- like Mimi teams, for example, maybe like Florida, something mm-hmm. like Florida. Yeah, that yeah. it's kind of like okay, if if for whatever reason you know they, they can't get their shot in, they they don't make playoffs. I don't. I see them saying, hey, you know, you know what, like why not? That's the thing like, is like once you get towards the end of it, you not? know right. who's going on yeah. to like the overall playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I I really just want to see a couple of the bottom teams just be like. What can we do to troll the living hell out of everybody? And I wouldn't, <laughs> and I wouldn't put it past Muma either. Right. Oh, I really yeah. wouldn't so, put it past So it. kind of more to the question. Um, I think that for us to make an impact during Stage 4, I think that we need to really embrace the Brigitte meta. Mm. I've heard that Rockus has been Play getting... Symmetra. I've heard that Rockus <laughs> is getting time in on Brigitte. Yeah. And I think that that's going to make a huge impact. I don't know if I love the idea of him playing Brigitte 
only in the sense that his Zen is so good. Why mm-hmm. could we not get like a Bonnie to maybe right. run Brigitte? I know that Bonnie's a little bit more passive being a Mercy player. Um, but running like a Zen mm-hmm. Brigitte combo, I mean that would that's high impact. It's not. It, it's high impact. impact. It's low healing is the mm. problem. It's true. The, the reason, but we that's keep why the triple around. support meta exists. That's true. Right. I think right now, well, uh, the the predominant um, meta that everyone's seeing in comp right now is you have your um, Ryan Brigitte Zarya. Mm-hmm. You have uh, a Mercy uh, with a Lucio. Um, who's the and, and an extra flex player, right? Like a mm-hmm. widow or something yeah. like that. that, that I love that do the flex players are DPS now. Right. They're like, I can play anything. All right, I guess you can be soldier or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but going, kind of going back to that, I think in, in, in order for the Allos to win this stage, I think we need to let the players actually play the game. Like I get it. I mean, we, we, it's, it's season one, right? And mm-hmm. we have to put we have to put a lot of right. you know they're the face of the league essentially, right? Everyone knows they're the most charismatic team. Mm-hmm. I think that we gotta let them worry, not worry about um, like promo or anything like that. Don't don't worry about the them. YouTube series. Don't, don't worry, worry about right. like Maybe, oh at the end of this we've got to go like meet all the fans and stuff. Right. right. I mean, I, I I don't get me wrong. I love all that content. The, the fans want that. That's what is gonna grow the fan base. Mm-hmm. But I think for stage four, maybe just take a. A, t- a step back. Mm-hmm. Don't have to play the game. Look at Boston. When Boston first started as a team, they were supposed to be the worst team in the league. True. So they got zero attention. So what did they do? They focused on the game. And look at them now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if Boston's, uh, Boston's doing fucking great. It takes a lot great. to take Boston <laughs> down. Yeah. And even Shanghai. Shanghai was predicted to be a, yeah. a top-tier team Absolutely coming into top the league. Tier. Everyone thought so. Um, and look at them now. They um, literally have not won a single thing. Mm-hmm. They got, they got a couple maps. They have a couple maps. Cool maps, they have right? maps. But like, Sweet. everyone has a couple maps. Right. <laughs> and then you know, and obviously, you, you got to look at Nixel, right? Like Nixel's always been a good team. We knew we knew they were going to be a, a good team coming in as well. But the way that they've managed everything, um, as far as uh, like you know their players, what they're focusing on, what they're doing, you know what I mean? They didn't do their meet and greet until well, well after they knew that they were established or high enough in the rankings where they. They could they, afford to take they some could, time off. Right. Mm-hmm. They could afford right. a, cu- a couple losses right. under their belt. Yeah. Right. yeah. Well, some of the, the, the problem that the Houston Outlaws had, what you're saying is is because so they're the they're, it's distractions because they, they were the, they're the kind of the face of Overwatch League because they were Team USA. Right. They were, uh, were, for the most part, Team USA. They they were the ones that were going to go do all of the outside press stuff because they're the ones that had previously done the outside press stuff right. for the other iterations that were before Overwatch League was Overwatch but League. But every minute that... And I say this as somebody who loved to meet them. They were so warm and kind to us when we saw them in But person. they stayed like an extra hour and a half. They stayed... But here's the thing is that every minute they were spending hanging out with us, was as a, much as I appreciated it, was a minute they could have been in their training. Or yeah. at Whataburger. Or at Whataburger. Well, fun. <laughs> so here's the thing. Um, Whataburger is... Honestly, if I'm going to choose between Overwatch and Whataburger... It's it's Whataburger. That's a reason you time. look the way you do, Tony. Hey, that's dad also, buds are in. Let it happen. Dad buds also, are in. I've heard. It's also just years of alcohol abuse. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so are there any roster changes that you would like to see in Stage Four that can maybe benefit us overall? And when I say roster changes, I don't mean roster changes like you know let's put in Brigitte because that's the meta. Mm-hmm. I mean literal roster changes. Does fact fiction need to be in more? Who are we swapping out? Who do we think has an opportunity? Because we have a we have a pocket player we've never seen before yet, mm-hmm. right? We have uh, what is it, Arhan? 
Arhan, right. right. Yeah, oh, Arhan's just, just now getting in, right. and then actually there's two players we've never seen. Yeah, that there's, is true. We have, we have Mendo. Arhan yeah, Mendo. 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 Who will be at the right. block party, by the way, this week? Mendo will be... We know he's not playing for the next two matches uh, before this, when this show's airing or mm-hmm. aired. or We know he's not going to be in those because he's going to be in Houston, right, right. oddly enough. So... Uh, <laughs> What roster changes would we at least like to see? I mean, obviously, I'm not as intimately familiar with Arhan or, like, what his capabilities are. Mm-hmm. But we've seen fact fiction. Like, fact fiction comes in and does pretty good when they mm-hmm. give him the opportunity right. to. I, right. I think there. Yeah, I think as far as the new players go, I really want to see what they can do. Mm-hmm. And I think both in the meta and in our roster choices, we need to start getting a little bit creative. A little more diverse. Yes. Uh, throw we, something. We do at, tend to field the same group. We do. Right? So maybe throw something at the teams that they've not seen before that they're not expecting. Fact fiction. Fact fiction has he been. The rule. He you plays did. a bit more um, conservatively Benbuma. compared to compared to, uh, to compared to Jake. Actually, well, I mean, uh, he's a tank. Uh, sorry, he's, yeah, he's, I'm, that's, I'm, I'm just comparing him to like to, to, to Jake's overly abundant. I'm going to just run the hell in there. Right. So like. I think that maybe having uh, fact fiction, uh, if, if you're going to play a more conservative player, you can't have one person or you can't have half the team being overly conservative and the other half being not conservative running balls to the wall. Right. You have to choose one or the other. So you can't have fact fiction running there with Jake on, and run like, to the front line because it's just their, their two play styles are going to be completely opposite of each other. The interesting choose thing. Choose on. Choose yeah. one. And, <laughs> like, and the good thing is, obviously, uh, Moomoo's been playing a lot of Ryan. He loves Ryan. Mm-hmm. Um, you have Rockus, who's been playing a lot of, uh, of uh, Biggie, as I call her, mm-hmm. um, recently. So we know he's been training with her. Um, and then you have your S-tier spree. Right, mm-hmm. who is he was ranked as you know one of the top, if not the best Zarya, um, who has just been waiting to come back since stage two. Yeah, but unfortunately, um, the meta has, hasn't allowed for it. It, it mm-hmm. hasn't allowed for it, right? I mean, he you would see you would see him every now and then on King's Row, right? Right. Yeah. Um, but now, but King's Row's back now. Right, they King's Row's back now. Back. The, the the meta is in his favor, where mm-hmm. it's kind of almost it's if you don't have a Zarya, uh, Biggie, and Ryan, you're gonna lose. Yeah, essentially, right. Um, so now you can you, know, you you hopefully you get to see him. Um, not not just that, but uh, because of the fact that that Muma can be pretty aggressive with his Ryan, um, with fact a little bit being a little bit more controlled, maybe he can go ahead and. Uh, establish that slower pace that uh, that the team needs to go ahead and take certain objectives. But um, I is, think is that, Arhan our wild card though? I just don't know if he's the right fit for this meta right now because yes, he does play a lot of Genji. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's tracer. Yeah, he's yes. he's he's fast DPS. Right, and I think that we're where Houston should be playing a little bit more slower. Now it should be a little more the, death ball. Mm-hmm. Right, because I mean, like I said, it's it's essentially the death of dive. Right, mm-hmm. with with uh, with this with this new current patch. So, so to go back on my earlier point, I was saying I was a little worried about Rock is playing Brigitte because Zenyatta is so good. But with that kind of death ball meta, Zen doesn't always work out as well because that's so many shields you've got to get through. Right? How are you going right. to dis- how are you going to get the discord on someone when when there's two barriers in front of you? You right. know what I mean? Yeah, or no, hiding the positioning positioning man like mm-hmm. that's that's actually what our Twitch chat twitch.tv slash oh hey, there you go necessarily yeah. nerd live every Monday at seven thirty central and every other Thursday roughly around seven thirty central uh, for Outlaws Outpost. Um, our our audience had a question of does positioning change when the with the uh, with the meta. Um, well, it's in, in a defensive uh, posture, not so much. Um, essentially, because let's use um, 
let's use London for example, right? Kings Row. Um, you know, you'll see even essentially from the beginning of time, pros team defend behind statue around mm-hmm. hotel, right? And they rotate. Um, if you have a Zen, if for, if for example, in that um, on on attack. You're not going to get your Discord on any target whatsoever. Because they're they're going to duck behind a corner. The, right. Discord goes There's, away. Yeah, yeah. The Ryan or the Arrest or whatever it is that you're, that you're going to be running um, is going to have their barrier up. And should a, a Discord land, guess what? I mean, you it's just all about rotation, right? There's so many mm-hmm. uh, corridors that you can take uh, as a character to go ahead and just get rid of that Discord. I mean, all you got to do is break line of sight for two seconds and Discord's gone, right? Right. So, um, I mean, positioning is going to be very important. Uh but not I actually so much. literally had no idea how that worked. Yeah, I, I've <laughs> never, I've never looked into it. I just knew I got Discord and it's was like, line, eh, line. fuck it, I'm gonna run, run over here now. It's line of sight. It also, yeah. and it also oh, applies that, to now your, that makes so much more sense. And it also <laughs> applies to your, uh, to your, um, your harmony orb, right? Mm-hmm. So like you know, you always have that one Genji, right? Who is you yeah. throw the Genji, he's like, I need healing, I need healing. You throw the harmony orb, and then he. He bolts off the other direction, yeah. and it's kind of like, well, you know what, and and he and he's dead, yeah. yeah. And so, so, yeah, I mean, positioning does change a lot with this meta because this is a death ball slower meta, right? Mm, right. If we're taking tracers and Genjis out of the equation because Brigitte's going to shut them down, then your positioning. So the positioning in the first three stages, when you could have a tracer, have a Genji, is that. You know, you would have people running all over around the back line of the map while the tanks move forward. Right. Right. But they could run behind. They could do all this. Mm-hmm. With Death Ball meta that we're possibly going to be seeing, it's a slow, steady pace where everybody's working together. It's the old, uh, you know, gladiator style, uh, like Sparta, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Stick your, put your shields together yeah, and just slowly wall. walk forward. Yeah, shield wall, yeah. go. Mm-hmm. It's and, not, yeah, right. It's not going to be one of the, you know, the simple, like, um, kind of just, uh, who can get the initial pick? Now it's a lot more of the mid fight. Zarya is so important, and it will be so important in this uh, in this meta because of the fact that if she who which Zarya can maintain the higher the I mean the higher energy charge, right? Who's going to be able to go ahead and melt the one window that you have mm-hmm. of, of your barrier breaks, or maybe uh, the Zen or the Mercy by chance is peeking out to the right? Who can do the most burst damage during the mid fight and sustain with mm-hmm. the few healers that they do? So have? with that. With that in mind, you know, my question being the, like, what roster changes would you like to see in Stage 4 that would benefit us? It really sounds like you're putting your vote in for, like, Spree because you feel like Spree is going to be a very legitimate, very yeah, powerful Honestly, source. Spree and, and I, I mean, I love Muma a lot, a lot, but, like, Fact Fiction, throw him in there. Because he's Just a little more passive, he A little more work. passive. I think it'll work a lot better. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you're going to see a lot of Spree and you're going to see a lot of Boink, mm-hmm. uh, mainly because of this, you know, obviously it's a slower-moving meta, right? But... Uh, it's it's even that more important that you have a Lucio in there. That that's can, weird because Boink plays um, Lucio, right. and Lucio is now like the fastest, like way way insanely yeah, fastest you, you, character. You, and you need someone. We're talking that, about this slow meta, like, and he can literally run to the opposite team's po- like spawn point in yeah, like but half he, a second. He moves mm-hmm. their team forward faster. Yeah, no, yeah. and that's that, that's a great thing. But also, he's the fastest moving. Guy. What yeah, I'm yeah, saying is yeah. literally yeah, so yeah. quick. Mm-hmm. With so, so wall you, running you're gonna now. need someone that has plenty of experience on Lucio that can. Um, it's not going to be just run, jumping on a wall, right? Trying to spam someone who's going to be, you know, effectively using his cooldowns effectively, so that whenever he sees uh, or someone makes a, a call out, he knows when to use his speed boost, mm-hmm. when to use his his, his, uh, his healing aura. You know, that's that's the important part mm-hmm. um, because it's it's you know if, if you play if people play comp out there, you know, mm-hmm. every you'll, you'll see uh, you know Lucio, right? Someone goes critical and he's already using his amp it up. When it's kind of like, no man, like all you got to do is just go. 
peel with him, you know, you use your boop to get them away, mm-hmm. bring them back. You only want to use your your uh, your app ups whenever they're absolutely necessary. Yeah, Maybe yeah. two or more targets are, are 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 hurting, or you really gotta dive in on something. Um, so you're gonna see that Lucio a lot more, especially on on these like. Um, heavy defensive fights yeah. where you're going to have to just see your window and just commit to it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we have a question from our Twitch chat, which is, is May a decent counter to Brigitte on attack in the new meta? May counters everything. I'm kidding. No. Um, <laughs> don't be that guy. Yeah, Nobody likes that be. guy. No, I will say it, it's, it, it will be interesting in the sense that um, I do think that she will have some potential um, on attack more than anything. Uh, because of the fact that she can split an enemy team composition mm-hmm. with her wall, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, and, we, and I, I forget the patch that we have in play right now for NWL, That is the multi freeze patch, right? Yes, yes, right. Yes. Okay. And so, and actually, the Outlaws did this on King's Row in Stage Three. Who were they playing? Uh, where Linkser was overtime. Linkser just over to May, um, and we were we were able to cap point it. We were running out of time. Overtime. Um, and he actually uses well multiple times to split off uh, the, the enemy team. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. Chat, let me know who it was. Chat, I can't remember. But um, and that's essentially how we won. Uh, over time, they were they were coming back to contest. Walled them off. They couldn't. They couldn't touch. He the was cor- splitting their ranks. Right. You know, going. Yeah, yeah I mean, rank. you can isolate yeah. tanks. You can isolate healers using that little uh, her her wall. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and not just that too. It's just also like it's, it's also not for, just for memes, is what you're right. saying. It's, right? Yes. When 100%. used properly, it's not yes. just for memes. If you have a good, reliable May, that's mm-hmm. that's a good May can be really frustrating to fight against. Yes, 100. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, if you come yeah, in no, a bro. good May that like is doing the, like the ice crystal shot, just like because you can like oh you, you can that, snipe a, a you can snipe oh, yeah. that pretty chat, well. Yeah, the the May icicle does not have drop off damage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so now I that. have to ask the hard question, the big final hard question for the panel. So do I broken the measure too? Um, given how rough the last two stages have been, do you think that we have a fighting chance going into stage four? Yes. I mean, I, I know that we're all Outlaws mm-hmm. fans. We would not be doing an Outlaws podcast if it wasn't for that. Mm-hmm. No. But do you think, like, let's roundtable this. We'll, Tony, okay. we'll, we'll start with you, Tony. No. Um, I think that unless something magical happens during stage four and we literally win every single game, for owing every single single team, we will not be going into the overall playoffs. Okay, Hector, um, I don't believe in magic. <laughs> I, I uh, neither do I, which is why it's not going to fucking no, happen. No, uh, yeah, we absolutely, we absolutely have a chance in this stage. Now that everything has changed, I think that we can really get some wins. What we're seeing right now mm-hmm. is the outlaws. Um, you know, the, the second stage and third stage doing the worst they've ever done, and we didn't fall to the bottom; we fell to the middle. So uh, if we do well with this new meta, we're going to rock it right back up to where we were. Okay. Um, I agree 100%. Mm-hmm. I think that uh, this uh, these slower compositions, heavy defensive compositions, uh, definitely favor the Outlaws. We have the um, – that's just kind of our play style, right? Mm-hmm. So um, that being said, you know, being able to see um, – being able to see more spree, you're going to see uh, some more boink. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, now that we, now that the Outlaws have a full roster of 12. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, to, that's to, weird. Like, to do we, we only scrims. had like with eight for like the longest time, the longest right? Time, right, yeah. And so now that we have these big rosters, just much like uh, London, New York, uh, you know, all the Korean teams, right? Mm-hmm. They have so many um, 
they, they could do all these internal scrims, you know what I mean? That it just yeah. it, it helps them out significantly. They don't have to go out and and share their tactics and all this good stuff, you know what I mean? Like they don't have to telegraph what they're doing. Um, so I think um, I think it's going to benefit them greatly, and I'm excited. Honestly, I can't wait till tonight. Can't, can't yeah, wait. I'm super excited about that. Okay, so that wraps up everything that we have for our Houston recap. But, of course, we have our player of the cast, our little getting-to-know-your-outlaws section of the show. And this week, we let our guest pick, and he chose Spree. All right, so we're talking about Spree. Now, Spree is our favorite player from Belgium. Okay, well, I mean, that's, I guess, obvious. I guess he's like our only, he's, <laughs> he's our, Dude, he's like the only player one? from Belgium. Yeah. Player that, yes. He's the number one, number one ranked Belgian player. Yes. And had been for a couple of years. And so his main characters that he plays are Zarya, Diva, and Soldier 76. So we've got a couple tanks, but then we have some DPS in there. He has a flex. Mm-hmm. Um, but he really does kill it when he's on his Zarya, That's right? That's his like, specialty. Like, yeah. hands down. Thank and you. Spree is no stranger to Overwatch. He's competed in over 10 tournaments, including the World Cup 2017 te- uh, Team League and the Contenders League. And when you talk about experience in the Overwatch League, like, you can't say that he doesn't have the chops to be considered one of the best players, he just hasn't been played as much. I think a good Zarya player, like a really good Zarya player, is probably one of the most technical things in the game. Mm. Because when yeah, you're I don't, I don't understand Zarya, that character. She's complicated. Right. When you're playing as Zarya, you have to be watching your entire team to know when to pop to, to know when to pop them with a shield. You have to be watching your own health constantly because half of your health is shields. And you have to be doing as much DPS as you can while building your charge. And somehow, while doing DPS and playing like a healer, you become a tank. Like, that is one of the most incredibly complicated characters I've seen in any game. Mm -hmm. And a really good Zarya player is just amazing to watch. Yeah, the thing with it, it's it's kind of almost in the sense with, um, with, as I mentioned earlier with with Tracer, is her cooldowns, right? Mm -hmm. It's if what separates a, a Masters Zarya to a GM to a Top 500 Zarya is... You see someone getting focused, right? You see your, let's say your Reinhardt. Your, your Reinhardt decides, I'm going to start swinging my hammer, right? A good a good Zarya player is going to immediately bubble that Zar- that, that Rein and is going to get, eh, 20 charge, right? Mm-hmm. And then he'll pop his shield back up and then all's good. But now if you're playing an, an, a good enemy team, they're going to know that she doesn't she doesn't have that bubble. They're going to, they're going to bait that out of you. They know you don't have that cooldown. They're going to dive someone else. Mm-hmm. So a a great Zarya player is going to effectively know they're baiting this out of me. I need to hold on to this, this ability, and I know, and I need to make sure that they don't focus me next. So, you'll see a lot of this, right? Like a lot of the, the poke, poke at the choke point, you know, poke at the choke, right? It's kind of like go in there, let me get some charge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that. That's not going to work at the pro level, nope. and that's what separates Spree from everyone else. Mm-hmm. He knows when to use his cooldowns effectively. He knows when he's trying to get baited out. Um, and that's why if, if, if you see the, the few games that he does play uh, in King's Row, mm-hmm. he charges his, his Graviton faster than anyone else. Yeah. I think the only player that can, that can actually probably do that is Sinatra's, um, Sinatra's Zarya play. If you see him, he, plays, mm. he played uh, Zarya for us in the World Cup. Yeah, he did. And he, he was always at 99% mm-hmm. uh, because he was just so effective with his bubble placement. Right. 
So I think that it's going to be. I'm I'm excited to see him play. It's I mean, be great. like Spree is got a lot of range, right? Like obviously he does play a couple tanks, but he also does DPS. He mm-hmm. is a a pure kind of flex person. He's listed mm-hmm. as a flex person. Do you think that we'll see that more in stage four, or do you think that we're really going to be kind of relegated to this is the Brigitte meta? He does play Zarya. That is where he really fits in with our team comfortably. I think it locks in the team if you have a Brigitte. Um, and you end up with a Zarya rather than, say, like, a D.Va in that situation or just a different, or maybe even triple tank. Um, yeah, it, 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 having a Zarya there locks in the team. Because if you're going to have a Zarya, you're going to have a Hanzo. We've seen that so much. And Hanzo isn't even under his new patch. But the Wombo combo for their ults yeah. is too hard to pass up. It's yeah. way too good. And you even saw it in Stage 2, um, you know, when Linkser or Jake was playing... Uh, Hanzo, or they were playing dual sniper on King's uh, Row. On King's mm-hmm. Row, yeah, yeah, you know, and even at Junkertown, they ran it a few times. I know some teams uh, ran the dual sniper combination yeah. on Junkertown. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, yeah, I mean, it's and it makes me question: Where do you put Kuma? Yeah, you know, if Diva's not going to be so much prominent in this current meta on certain in certain maps, do you not put him in at all? Or do you have them? Do you have him bring him? Do you bring him in as? Well, there's clockwork. Maybe he has instead. Really I mean, yeah, we have clockwork. Clockwork could come in. Mm-hmm. Here's but the to thing. play what though? But here's well, pretty much everything. Here's where <laughs> he plays comes, everything. What it comes down to is that when we look at Spree as a player and why we kind of picked him as like you know our player of the week to talk about is that I think that what underlies our pick as his being our player of the week is that he has the possibility to fundamentally change the way that the outlaws are playing 100%. based on his play style and given the current meta. Yeah. It's so important to have a great Zarya player in this meta that it's it's going to be um, it's going to be the winning factor, right? Mm-hmm. Essentially that's what it is and you'll hear a lot of the pro the you know the pro players and the coaches, you know, now that everyone has is paying attention to the game and actually starting to understand pro play You'll now not only worry about positioning or you or a team composition, but now you'll hear the the, the words, um, "What's the winning condition?" Mm-hmm. Right? Identify the winning condition. Uh, what's going to win me this team fight? Um, and essentially, the prime example of this was Seoul against Houston. Everyone said, "Oh my God, um, Rockets is getting slaughtered. Someone help him!" Well, guess what? Seoul knew. Getting Rockus out of the fight that's early, the win that's the win condition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rockus would decimate his character by himself. Stage two. That was, that the, was win the win condition. Exactly, uh, exactly 100%. Mm-hmm. So now that we have Spree coming in as our S tier Zarya, mm-hmm. he's going to be the winning condition. And yeah. if and we're fortunate enough that a lot of people don't haven't seen him play in so long mm-hmm. that we have that card to play mm-hmm. now. Um, so I think he's our winning condition. And I think that as long as we understand that, it's going to. It, should and hopefully, mm-hmm. you know, lead us to the promised land. So I think as long as we're not trying to lock ourselves into the same six players that we always play, right? Right. right we need. I, mean, I love. I love my boys. Like, yeah, but yeah. we need to adjust with the meta. <laughs> yeah. We love all of them. Yeah, yeah, we love all of them, but we do need to adjust with the meta. And we're not saying that those star six players can't play. We're just saying that there's literally six other players yeah. now yeah. 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 that let's have the option of playing. Let's surprise yeah. some people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so with Spree being kind of our player of the week and, and breaking down his play style playing Zarya. And by the way, if you ever watched his soldier play, it is sexy. Like he is <laughs> he is good yeah. with soldier. It is so so. I'm, ju- I'm just going to throw this out there that soldier is a highly underrated character 
He is. He, yeah. he is. Well, he's not played. He's, he's, he's not, he's, played he's not the best at he's, anything. Right. Yeah. But he's also very good at a lot of things. Yeah. And I think when played correctly, could actually really. There's so many games that every team that has been slightly losing, if the, if one person had switched any one of them, no matter what who what they were playing, had switched over to a soldier would have changed the entire flow of the game yeah. because he can give you the healing, he can shoot and, Farrah and down, that's what Spree like brings all these things. The table, though, is that Spree brings multiple tank characters that he's good with, mm-hmm. both main tanks and off tanks, right. and then he's got his soldier. So if he's ever sitting there and playing one of his tanks or off tanks, and eh, they could be winning, but we're not quite there, Spree can switch to his soldier. Throw an extra DPS boom, at it. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and go forward on this. Yep. So Spree being our, our player of the week, the one question we always ask at the end of the show is, what is it about Spree that we love so much? So since you uh, brought up Spree first. Have you seen his hair lately? <laughs> Dude, no, seriously. He had a, he had a fresh-ass new for, uh, haircut mm-hmm. that I was like, my daughter would date him 100%. Like, <laughs> if I had a daughter, I would be like, Date spree. No, but no, no, no. In all seriousness, in all seriousness, I like that you say like if I had a daughter, yeah, mm-hmm. you would be okay with. Yeah, her no, I'm gonna spree. die alone. I, I know that. I get that. <laughs> it's, it's fine. I've embraced that. But um, in all seriousness, though, um, he the fact that he has helped and done everything that he can to help his team from behind the scenes, mm-hmm. right? Um, and you'll you, you'll see that um, in all the extra content with like focus and all the AMAs. With oh, the so we keep talking about focus. Uh, it's it's um, Houston Outlaws um, YouTube series, right? That they have. So if you look Called up focus. like Houston Outlaws on YouTube, uh, focus is the name of that, right? So we never really explained it's, it. Oh, got it. It's, okay, it's, cool. it's the background. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. So yeah, yeah the they outlaws. essentially have a um, someone following a one man crew, uh, John, aka Narwhal Studios, who follows the outlaws around. He just essentially just does like behind the scenes, right? Like them training things that they do outside of Owl, and he puts together a video per week, just kind of showcasing what they do. Um, and in every single one of those videos, it's always pretty being like their number one fan, like providing insight, being the guy. To there. be fair, I really always feel like all of the outlaws are each other's number one. Fans. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Anytime yeah. you Touché. watch them in Touché. videos, like they are all just each other's. We number talked one about fans. this a long time ago, and how people had like given me shit years ago for being like a team cheerleader, mm-hmm. and it seems like the Houston Outlaws are a team of team cheerleaders. Yeah, it's sure. everybody who just wants everybody to do great and congratulate well, each other. Always when the question, do like you know, when's Mendo coming in? All this stuff, mm-hmm. and it's like you know that they completely support him hundred and ten percent, right? Yeah, like, they yeah. love and care yeah. for Mendo. There's a reason why they haven't kicked him off the team mm-hmm. yeah. and spree is that for the out uh, again there for the outlaws even though he doesn't get to play as often he is a team cheerleader and he always backs every single play that they make and it was really cool i actually had the the opportunity to meet the outlaws uh when they came to austin we had we went out and we had dinner and uh i had a moment to speak with spree um and it was just kind of you know just kind of I try to keep it non-owl-related, right? Kind of right. like just enjoy your time here in Austin, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, towards the end of the evening, you know, I just kind of asked him. I was like, hey, so how do you feel? Like, how do you – what do you? What have you been doing to try to get back in the roster? Like, I, I know you're good. I know you, you, you do your Zarya and, and your Diva and you try to Widow lately. But, like, you know, what are you trying to do? And, like, his answer was – it was to me, he's like, whatever I can do to help my team is what yeah. I want to do. And that, to me, was just kind of like that selfless uh, mindset of him is just I – mean, I as a player when I, I played I played soccer all throughout high school and college, um, it's, it's kind of like, what? Like no, I'm I'm going to play. I'm going to do what I can do so that I can play. But him understanding that 
his time wasn't at that particular moment to me was just mind blowing. Like he he was he's a he's a damn good player. Yeah, and that because you only have six players at a time and you're gonna have a roster of twelve. Right. That maybe he knew his place was like, yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to be on the stage, but my job is to beat the living shit out of them like the other days of the week, right? Right. Whenever is they're there... not playing, to make sure like I'm their scrims guy. Like they're going to fight yeah. me, and I'm going to make sure that they're playing at the best of their ability. Because right. if they can take me down, or if I can take them down, that's why you know, I'm absolutely that's, convinced that's gonna that like, Mendo is just a complete badass that just destroys <laughs> them all the time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So it's when you know when you asked, I was like, oh, so what do you think like, we should talk about today? It was it just it was. Um, it was automatic. I was like, we got to talk about Spree because this is his moment, like, and he deserves it 100. percent And um, yeah, I'm excited for him, yeah. man. I'm, but everybody else, what do you love about Spree? Uh, li- like I said before, uh, a good Zarya player is a joy to watch, and, and anybody who can play um, at that high of a level, like being up there with who we would call the best in the world, I just, I can't get enough of that. I, I bow down to his mastery. Mm-hmm. I just honestly, um, it, it, I even though before we started talking the show, I said I hate the term like flex player. Mm-hmm. It's because he's a flex player because he can do like I like personally pure. He is the pure definition. Yeah, no, of like a flex what do you do? Is I play yeah. tanks and DPS, right. not like oh I play these three characters. Mm-hmm. It's the no I play these tanks and I play DPS. Yeah. I can do both of these things. I can literally switch because to me, I can really only DPS. I to, when I play a tank, I get really confused. Lot, what we, I what don't we know said, how to do it. Like I'm like, what, 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 where are we at? Show, what are we doing? <laughs> right. One of the things we said outside of the show is that a lot of people say, "Oh, I'm a flex player." Yeah. To mean I just play random characters. Right. Yeah, I'm they good don't with underst- a healer. I mean, with a tank, and I'm right. with a DPS. They don't understand what the true meaning of the word is. And when you talk about spree as a player, you are talking about a true a flex flexible player. player. Somebody. Right. I mean, he he. Honestly, his playstyle is yoga. He's fucking just bendy and all over the fucking place. I mean, his playstyle is flex, DPS, and tank. Right. But he knows specifically that's where he flexes to and is comfortable. And, in- and knows that when and knows when he needs to switch between those types based yeah. on the map location and the team environments and the hundreds of other things that go through your head while you're playing a game. Exactly. Okay, well, that's everything that we have for this week's episode of The Outlaws Outpost. If you want to send us your love for The Outlaws to read on air, you can send it over to... Uh, info at the is our email address. Uh, just, yeah, the, I'll start with the email. Fuck it. Um, Twitter's at the Surly Nerd. Uh, you can tweet us at the Surly Nerd. You can also tweet uh, the uh, Houston, or sorry, yeah, Lone Star Vanguard at the... Outlaws fans ATX. <laughs> yeah, so it's always tricky, right? Yeah. yeah I, no, so we're. Uh, I have to remember so many things. <laughs> it's, it's at Outlaws fans ATX is our Twitter handle. And that's the easiest way to get a hold of us, or you can just find us on Facebook. Yeah, Facebook. Uh, it's just uh, what, what's the Facebook? Facebook.com slash Outlaws fans ATX for for Facebook. Yeah. Um, or did it change the Houston? Or did it change no, Houston? No, uh, I don't know. It's the exact same. It's yeah, same, okay, same so, uh, so yeah. still the same. All right. Yeah. Um, our, our website's got, uh, that uh, for us that are producing the show is thesillynerd.com, where you can listen to our main podcast, which is thesillynerd. Uh, we talk about nerd news every single week. We have um, a ton of new articles that are coming. Yeah, out some new corner. articles, yeah. some new gameplay. Uh, we'll be doing more live streaming here on Twitch very soon, which is twitch.tv slash thesillynerd. I'm getting all of that set up in the next week, so <laughs> I've got a lot of things that I've got to go work on, um, and we'll be we're doing this every two weeks. Um, so the next uh, time you hear from us, we'll be covering uh, week one and week two 
of stage, stage four. Yes. And uh, maybe we'll see if our predictions come true. Maybe right. Zarya is going to be all up in our business. Maybe yeah. Spree is going to run a train on everyone. Yeah, that's yeah. Maybe maybe Brigitte's just going to sit there and just be like, I'm going to smack your balls. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. smack your Rockus balls. Yeah. Rockus' Brigitte's going to come yeah. out and just like slap oh, everybody man. around. Well, we're yeah. going to find out in about an hour. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. either we're well, we very right. Out. Yeah, they, they were very Anybody wrong. who listens to us on the podcast yeah. and doesn't get to watch every single game, you'll find out in the two weeks from now. So. Yeah. Yeah. So thank every, I thank all of you for tuning into the Outlaws yeah. Outpost. Again, we do this every two weeks. Uh, we are your home front for everything Outlaws related. Um, but until next week, Outlaws fans, for Tony, this is James. For James, this is Tony. I'm Hector. Uh, I'm, what am I saying here? What's your name? Oh, oh okay. Got it, got it, got it. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, this is Super Prime with the Lone Star Vanguard. Uh, thanks for stopping by. Adventures, good night. And good game. Good game.